I recommend the goat hike. Is that a new forget, band? To forget your troubles. No, I went on a hike with goats. Oh, that's well, it's also a good band name. I like it, that. It was bleh. <laughs> Sweet. Welcome to the Wednesday Night Podcast with the Acton Music Project. I'm Chris. I'm Jill. I'm Andrew. And I'm Craig. And tonight's podcast features the album by Genesis, The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway. That is a progressive rock album from 1974 uh, i believe it was a double album mm-hmm. uh, it was it tells the story of a puerto rican boy living in new york city and his journey to uh enlightenment this podcast is not about the album but more no. so about a tangent any tangent that we can take and this week's tangent takes us down the street down broadway um, and talk about our favorite streets in the world, or boulevards, mm. or avenues, or uh, pedestrian ways. Uh, so, Craig, um, yes, do you have a favorite street? You know, I have a fond memory, and I and I wish I remember the name of the street. Um, I should have done my homework before the the recording of this, but it's the shortest street in the world. Really? Yes, yeah. this is, I want to say it's in like Lima, Ohio. I'll look this up. But I, I took, took a, you know, I had a picture of myself taken there. I was there working years ago. And I thought, what a strange uh, uh, sort of thing to, to, to be known as the shortest street in the world. And I've always questioned it. So maybe tonight we can get to the bottom of it. Yeah, was let's I get, really out, get the fact checkers on that. The shortest street in the world. But uh, well, that's what I was told. Uh, well, is it in, could it be in Belafonte, Ohio? Yes, Belafonte, that's where, oh, that you know, I think it might be Belfontain. Uh, oh, is that how you say that? Uh, I think, I yeah. think I was, I was corrected when I was there several times. Uh, it, and that is the, um, it is also the world's oldest concrete street. Oh, what is the name of the, the street? McKinley Street. Yes. Yeah. How does one become the shortest street? This street is 15 feet long. Yeah, I was at one end and a coworker was at the other and um, we were able to talk with each other come very comfortably <laughs> and have to shout like we would have if we were on Broadway. The, so there was a big controversy uh, over this shortest street because- uh, That's so. Because for years, uh, the people of Belafonte or Benevolent or Benevolent, if we're going with uh, Ohio, um, yes. claimed that it was the shortest street in the world. So, how are we saying it's the shortest street? Is it just not like a driveway? Like, what's the well? No, this has a, this, this has a, a street sign. Okay, no, but a, lots a of street people sign, have street I, signs. That no, but say, identi- like, identifies you know it Labrador Retriever Way. Yeah, well, anybody, I guess, could put up a street sign. Exactly. Right? But this is put up by the town. Okay. 
Uh, so, uh, so, and the Guinness Book of World Records has uh, verified it. That has an that imprimatur strong. of <clears throat> veracity. Uh, so, the, the good people of Guinness... Oh, I do like Guinness. Yes, so you're gonna see the you're gonna see the impropriety here. The good people of Guinness uh, determined that the world's shortest street was not in Ohio, but no. rather. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the shortest street is was in Scotland. It's a Ebenezer Place in Wick. Uh, Come on, Scotland. Uh, so that can't that, be true. So, you know, you put it, you put it together. You put the, the conspiracy theory together. Right? I mean, Guinness, that's like kind of near Scotland. Exactly. They've got a kind of a home team advantage thing going on there. So the good people of uh, Belafonte. Uh, well, late, Her Harry. Yes. Uh, replaced its <laughs> old... World's shortest street sign, uh, McKinley Street. Uh, McKinley Street, world's shortest street with, what do you think? Formerly? Shortest street in America. Uh, which means shortest street Still in Belfontaine, Ohio. Not be true. <laughs> Still may not be true. Because the Americas are larger than the United States. Oh. oh, so it is still he went up there. for debate. It is still up for debate. Uh, so, Craig, you've taken us down a rabbit hole. Uh, You're welcome. That uh, includes beer and uh, and, and blaming of America's uh, for just the United States. Um, so when I was there, it was the shortest street in the world. Is this it, it, so? Uh, I'm looking for a technicality that will that will help Call support my yeah yeah so I'm I'm sticking with that. I mean, that it up? was at the time, like for sure. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt yeah. it. Um, so it wasn't until later that the um, the Guinness the Guinnessites the Guinness Guinnessians yeah, which sounds like Genesis, totally disreputable, which is our, by the way, totally disreputable. Uh, so. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you for sharing that with us. That is fascinating, and I, oh. hope, I hope that you remember your memorable travels down that street and that you got to spend many an hour. I did, I did. I walked it. I walked it uh, for for many. It it didn't really take many hours. It was very short, but but uh, yes. Uh, so Andrew, did you, uh, were you going to talk uh, about a famous route well, or uh, it's, yeah, it's actually a park way. It's not exactly uh, what you would think of in terms of a broad way. It's actually kind of narrow, but it's the merit oh, parkway. Oh, I, I agree. That's a, it has those beautiful bridges. It has the beautiful bridges designed by Dunkelberger. Um, and it was named for Schuyler Merritt, a U.S. congressman. Uh, and it was a bear to build that thing. But boy, is it a nice drive. It is bucolic. It takes you through some of the most beautiful areas in Connecticut, all the way down to New York City. Or in the reverse, you go from New York City up through Connecticut. 
and the bridges are all different and the styles are so ornate and beautiful um, and uh, it is one of my favorite ways excellent choice route 15 right it is route 15 and it joins with the wilbur cross parkway which is not a beautiful parkway well it's somewhat lesser of the parkways. And the it's Hutch. A, it's a continuation of the Hutchinson. Hutchinson River, yeah. The Hutchinson Parkway, yeah. So is the Hutchinson at the uh, at the southern part of it or the northern part for our viewers yeah, unfam unfamiliar with the Connecticut <laughs> and New York? Unf unfamiliar with south and north. <laughs> the, the Hutchinson and Wait, the slow down. Cross. Craig's from Chicago. He doesn't know about it. Oh, yeah, the Wilbur so Cross is at the northern terminus. Okay. So that would be in Connecticut. That is. And the Hutchinson River is in the southern terminus. I think everybody would agree that it's a very narrow yes, it highway. Is. It was, yes. It was designed specifically for Sunday drives in your large Oldsmobiles. Mm. Uh, they worked round the clock uh, on that on that highway, yep. and they they at some point they wouldn't let the people who were building it leave. Um, they built tent cities um, where they would sleep it uh, periodically, um, and then just keep working and keep working and keep working. Um, and the bridges were built specifically low i understand so that no tractor trailer trucks could drive on that yeah. highway um and so that you would you would observe if that happened the phenomenon that we know around here as getting starrowed or starrowing mm -hmm. which is when which is when trucks try to go on starro drive in boston and get wedged under the bridge yeah they leave a little something behind <laughs> a little bit off the top um, and I and it's uh, on the on the uh, National Register of Historic Places. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry that our friend Joe isn't here to participate in this podcast tonight because he is from Connecticut, <gasps> and we don't normally say such nice things right, about it's really Connecticut. One of the only places in Connecticut worth driving. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll vote for that. And because uh, of the crazy number of people who drive it, you get lots and lots and lots of hours to usually drive it if you do, because traffic is at a standstill whenever yeah. you drive it. Yeah. yeah. I had the, the same problem on McKinley Street in Bell Fountain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> traffic was horrendous. <laughs> Oh yes. Uh, so uh, so if you uh, if you go down McKinley Street uh, and you take a right um, and you get on, uh, drive, the Merit, on the drive Park, all right? the way over <laughs> to Connecticut, um, you Greenwich, get, Connecticut, get, get on the Merritt. Yeah, bang a left. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and Jill, anything in between that you would like to talk about? Yeah, there must be a streets in between those. Because mine follows down, so I'm going to maybe go over to Jill. Well, I was um, having a hard time. So we, we could do that. Um, the first thing I thought of was the driveway to my summer Your driveway? Camp. <laughs> Not my driveway. <laughs> How does that count so as a to street? get to my summer camp where I went as a girl, you would go on Route 6 in Pennsylvania, which is one of car and driver's most exciting roads to drive on. And then you would get to the driveway, which is just beautiful through a forest, winding road with tall pine trees and ferns at the base and shafts of light. Nice. Um, 
I just like so, the description. But that wasn't what I had planned to talk to you guys about. Oh, well, tell us what you had planned to talk to us about. Well, because all my favorite streets are just sort of like that, you know. That didn't sound very interesting to talk about, so I thought instead I would tell you about my least favorite street in the world. Oh, Ooh. you are a rebel. You're contrarian today. You're tonight. a rebel without a street. <laughs> so it was a kind of a Jeep trail in Arches National Park, which is west of, just west of Bell Fountain, Ohio. Yep. In Utah. And my yeah, family they decided. They neighbor each other. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're a butters. My family decided when, while we were there to take this trail to Whale's Eye Arch. My spouse had been there uh, many years ago as a youth. When it was with, just a minnow's eye. Right, with his Aunt Josephine who had a VW bus. And he figured if they could do it, we could do it in our rented Lincoln Navigator. Sure, of course. That's a... Um, so the Lincoln are Navigator. Are they sponsoring this podcast? I oh, feel like we're a lot of product placement here, yeah. This was a rental car. And the thing was like a pinball machine. Like every, every plant that you passed, it would go ding, 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 ding. Like it had all these <laughs> bells and lights. And I kind of didn't appreciate it. I was like, this car is crazy. And it looked like something that like, you know, Kim Kardashian would drive. And long story short, this trail was so crazy. The car was at like a 30 degree angle. My eyeball was like looking in the dirt because we were so tilted I was so frightened that we were going to be stranded in the desert in in 105 degree heat with in in like we would have to be towed away and it was one of the most yeah aren't these unpleasant experiences of my life that is and rated as uh one of the best uh roads in the in 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 the uh, national parks to go jeep driving well we made it out the as I brought this up at dinner tonight in anticipation of recording this podcast, my family reminded me that also there had been a cricket that landed on the windshield. And at that time I started yammering about how the, that was a sign of luck and we would be safe. They were all fine. It was just me. And <laughs> I, we got out and that, uh, that car had, I fully endorse the four wheel drive capabilities of the Lincoln navigator. Um, and I don't ever want to do that again. I just want to say there's a lot of potholes on McKinley Street, so that you know <laughs> if you, you feel... really want to get that Jeep experience, yeah, you can get it for 15 feet. You can. You oh, can. and ladies and gentlemen, not to be outdone or ignored, it is Joe Caratinudo. Joe, are you here? Say hey, Joe. hi, Joe. Hi, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I am Joe. And so I was just about to talk about my special road. Um, oh, very good. That will give me time to think if I have one. <laughs> oh, very good. I'm glad you May came. May not have to edit me in. <laughs> glad you came prepared. Um, <laughs> I haven't been able to think of anything. <laughs> so your your streets are very interesting, but I, I don't think anything beats my street uh, because the view from my street is very bleak. Uh, as they say, as you walk down Bleecker Street in Manhattan, Ooh. probably one of the most interesting and best streets in the world. 
um, and and source of many fond memories uh, on my part. Um, so Bleecker Street runs west to east or east to west, depending on which direction you're walking, because it is a two-way street. Uh, go, running from the West Village to the East Village, uh, the lower part of Manhattan. Um, and uh, so if you start on 8th Avenue and you on the west side uh, and you start walking, you're going to very quickly hit Magnolia Bakery. Uh, and we love Magnolia Bakery. Um, uh, and I've had many, many great years on Bleecker Street from uh, from college until present. Um, that's why I think I like it a lot. And it's changed over the time. And my use of Bleecker Street has changed over time. Um, there was a period of time where uh, I very rarely walked Bleecker Street without uh, stumbling, stum having a beverage. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. And uh, and now it's more a search for food and ice cream. Mm. <laughs> uh, but uh, Magnolia Bakery uh, was uh, made famous by um, the TV show Sex in the City. Um, uh, they they had a lot of food there, and uh, they make a fantastic banana pudding. So you you start there, and you have your banana pudding. You start you keep walking, and eventually uh, you'll come to Joe's Pizza, arguably one of the best pizzas in New York City. Um, uh, and you continue down a bit and you'll come to John's pizza and you can compare the two. Uh, John's is better. Um, so they do argue. They do argue. They, uh, I like Joe's. Um, Jill likes John's. Um, um, but you needn't, you needn't really uh, stop there because Murray's cheese is there uh as well um and uh who doesn't love a good cheese shop just uh, do, do they just sell cheese is that uh is that their thing yeah it's a cheese shop no nice no no crackers of bread or uh um well you know they have expanded do they have a nice like fig jam <laughs> Ooh, that goes nice with cheese mm -hmm. yeah oh yeah uh, they have a they have a they have a fig spread I think yeah yeah next to the cheese shop is this Italian meat store um, so you can make your whole charcuterie uh, <laughs> uh, pla platter right there on Bleecker Street um, so just keep going keep going and. You'll come to uh, what used to be, and I love these places. Uh, you know, take a left at what used to be Bleaker's Bo Bleaker Bob's. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, we don't know what it is now, but uh, Bleaker Bob's was fantastic because it was a record store, um, and it was the first place that I discovered that you could get bootleg tapes of Genesis uh, Lamb Lies Down on Broadway. Uh, and the first one I bought was Genesis Lamb Lies Stop. Down on Broadway. Yeah, Stop. Out of Live. On Bleecker yeah. Street. Uh, no. I don't remember what I bought, uh, but it wasn't Genesis Lamb Lies Down uh. on Broadway. Sorry. Um, uh, and so then The Bitter End, a fantastic live music uh, venue. Venue, thank you, venue. There are lovely parks and um, the Puerto Rico Import Company. And then you come down to the end uh, and it ends at the Bowery. Uh, Bowery Avenue, Boulevard, Street. 
Just the, the Bowery. Just uh, the. It's the Bowery. Uh, and you know what's at, at the intersection of, or was at the intersection of the Bowery and Bleecker Street? Wait a minute. Does this have to do with my favorite movie, National Treasure starring Nicolas Cage? No. Okay. That's <laughs> was a really good guess though jill <laughs> <laughs> but why do you think that is wall street well, just because he's like you know here at the wall yeah it's it's never mind you, oh you, i could tell you the whole history of the bowery itself but uh and but what was there was cbgb's oh mm -hmm. uh where i'd like to take you back to 1984 oh, yeah. uh, Yep, go through the Wayback Machine. Here we are. The streets are dark and cold, and it's October, and there are lots of punk rockers um, and people in really strange long coats. Um, and uh, and Joan Jett and the Blackhearts are playing uh, while we are at CBGB's. So that is my favorite street. That is fantastic that was I a could, great tour i i, I would see it in my mind yeah oh and i left out the peculiar pub where you could one of the first places you could get beers from around the world that was another important stop and that is still there that the magnolia bakery um uh murray's cheese the unpronounceable italian meat shop um they're all still there and that's where the bitter end is still there the stumbling started there. And now, um, yeah. And now uh, CBGB's is a vintage clothing store and the Morrison Hotel Gallery. There ain't no mud club. There ain't no Nor, mud. No Nor CBGB's. Yeah. No time. Are there doors no at the Morrison Hotel? Oh. Ooh. Ooh. There's an L.A. woman waiting there. All right. So, and, uh, and here's Joe with his favorite street. All right, scrambling desperately to come up with a street. But thank you for the pastry references. I do love my Italian pastries, so I'm going to go with Hanover Street in Boston's North End. Yes! Yes! <laughs> Excellent. No Very shortage of pastries. Place. That's mm -hmm. right. Yep. Now, let's see. Are you a Mike's guy or a yeah, modern guy? Modern. You know, I always end up at Mike's, and then I always intend to try moderns. <laughs> and never make it over. <laughs> So, so Mike's for me. The thing about Mike's is <clears throat> the tables and chairs are just like the ones my grandmother had. So, oh. I do feel very much uh, nostalgic. And did she used to for them. box your pastries up and <laughs> and wrap them with string? No, but uh, she did pick them up and bring them home. So we did have lots of great Italian pastries, and so. I'll give a nod to Connecticut and uh I love the modern and um I know that Mike's is so popular and there's also uh Bova's bakery where we like to pick things up for my father-in-law shout out to Jim M. Yeah. Oh. So another one to try. <laughs> if anybody wants to uh to be a friend of the podcast, they can um deliver uh 
um, pastries from the That's North right. End Cannoli. to us. Cannolis. Um, they can be sent also via mail. You do, so if you're worried about the COVID, uh, Mike's Pastries does does deliver an entire cannoli kit. Is it like separate? Is the filling in a bag? Yes. Oh man, really? that's the way that's to the go. Way. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It has but to be modern, fresh. But modern makes um, gluten-free um, uh, cannoli wrappers. Mm. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. So. Um, Do they wrap so the have, box you, with string though? You'd have to go to both. I don't know. If you're going, <laughs> would you please get me a piece of vanilla taroni? Is it Tyrone or Tyrone? How do you say it? You know, I love to eat it, but I've never known how to pronounce it. That's right. Let's you just, eat it so fast. You just, let's just eat it. I'll have some of that, yeah. and uh, yeah. and then you those. immediately. For those of for those of our listener, for our one listener who is in Texas, um, uh, Hanover Street uh, is in uh, the north part of, uh, of Boston. Um, it is an old, old, old section of Boston, uh, formerly known as the, or it's commonly known as the North End. Uh, Chris, people um, might know it. It was world famous in the television commercial for the Prince Spaghetti. Mm-hmm. Oh. Anthony. Anthony. <laughs> was that Anthony. filmed? Was that, that, that in the, the actual North End. I think they they had a a screen text that said Boston's North End or something like that, didn't they? Or the North End of Boston? I don't know. We could probably get that in the uh, in the YouTube. Um, or the and, Google. Uh, and um, yeah, so so it's there. Also, uh, kind of famous, not as famous uh, for their pa- they're famous for their pastries and and Italian food, but also there's a. There's a little church there um, with uh, some lanterns up in the belfry in the tower. Um, One Paul, or two Paul Revere looked for. Uh, there was another guy up in the tower holding up lanterns. One if by land and two if by sea, uh, and announcing the the coming of the of of the uh, British King, troops, King George's King troops, George's troops. Right. Yeah. and a very iconic statue of Paul Revere, uh, right yes. nearby. Yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. there, and his home. And I believe it was Hanover Street that was a uh, site of the tragic uh, molasses flood of the eighteen mm. hundreds. I think it's Calmer Street, the the Great Molasses Flood. Yeah, there was a big molasses company there, and uh, and it burst open, and all the molasses poured down the streets. And people actually died. They yes. actually died from molasses. Yeah. Eesh. Yeah. Sweet. That was a lot. <laughs> it's, it's Boston's craziest disaster. <laughs> and with that, we say goodnight, everybody. <laughs> Good night, May your dreams be sweet and your molasses contained. And may all your streets lead to cannolis. And may all you get all your tips on McKinley uh, Street in Ohio. Good night. Say good night, Andrew. Good night, Dick. Night, Stanley. We managed that without talking about Route 66. Did we mention Route 66? And hello to Lucibello's Pastry in New Haven. Thank you. And good night.